coming up on this episode of Coordinated. And so no matter what happens, testing will happen, AP will go on, and we will still be able to provide this opportunity for our students in whatever way it comes. Since 1955, the College Board's Advanced Placement Program has delivered excellence in education to millions of students worldwide through over 18,000 AP programs. And in each of those AP programs, there's an important role that's often a little behind the scenes. But not today. Today, we shine the spotlight on the AP Coordinator. And who are AP Coordinators? Well, I believe AP Coordinators are dedicated, motivated, and of course, coordinated. I am Derek Cometa, and this is Coordinated. Thanks for joining us for a series of conversations with experienced and incredibly talented AP coordinators. This school year, more than just about any in recent history, presents some unique and unprecedented times for schools and AP programs. Perhaps, perhaps there is no better time to share our collective voices and perspectives. Period one, dedicated. Take a deep breath. Close your eyes and imagine a journey, if you will. Now, this particular journey begins as a high school student in beautiful, sunny Costa Mesa, California. Now, that's just south of Los Angeles, near Newport Beach. It's mere minutes from the coast, so close you might even be able to watch the waves of the Pacific Ocean roll up on the shore during your lunch period. Now, fast forward a few years. As an adult, the journey presents an opportunity to be a counselor and the AP coordinator at that very same high school. The high school you attended as a student a chance to work with some of the same teachers who knew you as a student. Awkward? Challenging? Perhaps a homecoming? Too crazy to be true? Well, today we get the full story from counselor and superstar AP coordinator Carly Tsuge. Carly is a counselor and has been an AP coordinator for seven years now. And I cannot wait to hear more about this unique, sunshine-based journey in education. Carly Tsuge, welcome to Coordinated. Thanks for having me. I'm so honored to be here. All right, Carly, we're not going to waste any time. Let's dig right in. The high school we're talking about is Costa Mesa High School. Home of the mighty Mustangs, of course. <laughs> right. Not just, not just any Mustangs. So what can you tell us about your high school experience? Well, Derek, my high school experience might be 
a little different than some of the the experiences you've heard before. Um, I'm from a family of educators. My grandfather was a history teacher in my district, um, and my dad was, he started as an athletic director, but by the time I joined the high school, he was the assistant principal of discipline um, at Costa Mesa High School. So my, my family has been in this area for as long as I know. And my dad was a Costa Mesa High School alumni, and so that's where, where we knew we were going to go. Oh, okay. I did not know that part about your father and grandfather. That, uh, I'm guessing that must have been interesting to be a student back then. It was very interesting. I was the the principal's daughter, and all of I felt like all of my teachers knew me, and all of my classmates knew me. But it it lived up to the charm of the school, and I loved being there so much so that I am there now. Um, and I I loved being in high school. My dad was a, a high school history teacher as well, um, so he always encouraged me and my sister to take AP classes and to challenge ourselves and to, you know, be the best students that we could be. So we um, had a great high school experience and I was involved in everything. I was a cheerleader, I was in drama, and I actually did the announcements at my school. (laughs) The announcements. Okay, I did not know that part either. So those school announcements, uh, I guess we could say that you have clearly been preparing for this moment for many years. How how did how did the school announcements come about? <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. It was just, you know, it was an ASB position and I had never done ASB in high school. Um student government. I knew I wanted to. So my senior year, I decided to run for um senior class president. Which why did I decide to do that because I had never <laughs> been on ASB before. So I chose to do that and I did not win. The girl who had been president every year won, which she should. So I was so sad and I was like, I'm never going to be on ASB. And it was a position that I applied for and I went through a round of interviews and we had to do practice announcements. And so um, I got the announcement position. So I did the daily announcements every day my senior year of high school. (laughs) Nice. That's a nice bullet point for uh, for your college resume. And that's actually, yes. right? And that's actually the next stop on your journey. Right. And you clearly enjoy the warm weather because you left sunny Southern California to go to school in a likewise very warm climate, to say the least. Yes. I went to college in Tucson, Arizona, the University of Arizona. Um, and it is, it's a very dry heat as anyone who is from Tucson or went to U of A will say. <laughs> and what was your, uh, what was your major there? So I majored in psychology. I always knew I wanted to work with students or kids, but I didn't know what exactly I wanted to do. I thought maybe I could work and be a psychologist and work with students one-on-one. Um, But like I told you previously, I come from a family of educators, and so I knew I did not want to be a teacher. (laughs) I wanted to do something completely different. Okay, so that is something we do not hear very often on this show. So I want to make sure I heard that correctly. You knew that you did not want to go into teaching. 
Right. Did not. I did not want to be in the classroom. I did not want to be teaching one single subject. I wanted to do something that could impact the most students at the school, all of the students, and give them, you know, I really loved talking about college. And I found that kind of counseling was a way that I could talk to students about their futures in a really broad way, um, while still being at the high school that it seems I am destined to be at. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like counseling has been uh, has been a great career choice for you. Costa Mesa High School is the uh, third stop on your professional journey, correct? Yeah. So right when I graduated from high school or from college, I'm sorry, um, I worked at Estancia High School, which I don't know if you know this, Derek, but Estancia High School is the rival high school of Costa Mesa <laughs> High School. No, I did not know that. So it is the crosstown rival in the same city. So that was an interesting year spent at Estancia High School. I had to, you know, put away all my green Costa Mesa High School wear and wear some some red Estancia <laughs> shirts now and then. Um, and then after that, I moved on to Brea Linda High School in Brea. I was there for four years, and then, but I was only the AP coordinator for two <laughs> of those four. And now this is my fourth year back at Costa Mesa High School. And so how does, how does this whole journey how, of, of being a counselor, how does this tie in with AP specifically? Yeah, so one of the things that is really fun about being a counselor is the ability to talk about future plans and what comes next after high school. And so part of that starts with encouraging students to really push themselves by trying out AP classes, maybe a class that they are interested in but hadn't thought of taking them themselves and that's part of the counselor's job is to explain you know the benefits of AP classes college classes and give students just an opportunity to work towards their goals in high school so being an AP coordinator is kind of that building block or that puzzle piece between high school and what that looks like at college and Carly, you used the word uh, opportunity there, and it's also the third time that you've had the opportunity to be the AP coordinator. Now, once at each of the schools you've been at, and I used air quotes there when I said opportunity, <laughs> because there's a, there's a story behind all that within your journey. Yes. So at each school, when I started at Estancia, it was my first year out of college. I was eager to do anything that they wanted me to do. Um, so I was willing to help out in any way I could, and the AP coordinator position was recently vacant, and they needed someone to do it. So I um, kind of stepped into that role that year, um, learned a lot really quickly, and then the very next year I moved to Brea Linda High School where they already had an AP coordinator. So I was a counselor for two years without being an AP coordinator. And then the summer going into my third year at Brea, they um, needed a new AP coordinator. And I was selected, I was voluntold. <laughs> voluntold. <laughs> yes, to be the AP coordinator at Brea. And then when I finally made it back to Costa Mesa High School, the position that I took as a counselor, that counselor had previously been the AP coordinator at Costa Mesa. So that was a role that I knew I was kind of stepping into um, with no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Again, keyword there, voluntold. Exactly. 
Hi, AP Coordinators. I'm Carrie Larison. And I'm Carrie Franz. We moderate the AP Coordinator community. This is a free online platform that connects over 6,000 AP Coordinators from around the world. One of the primary uses for the community is to host coordinator-related conversation and collaboration. Many coordinators feel all alone at their schools and do not share the role or have an assistant. Right, and the opportunity to engage with other AP coordinators, especially around best practices, is so helpful. Plus, I like to validate that what I'm doing is correct or that I haven't missed any important tasks. New coordinators learn a lot just by seeing what is asked and answered, and even experienced coordinators have been learning a lot of new things these past few years. Yeah, here's a good example. Recently, there was a collaborative exchange between experienced coordinators. The topic? How often everyone submits updates to their AP exam orders and AP registration and ordering. I thought this was an excellent discussion. Some coordinators do this every time they make an update and others less often. It was great to see all the thoughtful comments and suggestions from our peers because there ended up being really good reasons for each option. In this case, there's more than one right way to get the job done. By now, you may be wondering, how do we access this community? Just go to apcommunity.collegeboard.org to get started and request your free membership. Again, that's apcommunity.collegeboard.org. And once you're in, you can choose a setting that allows you to receive a daily digest of all activity. This is so convenient since it's sent directly to my school email address. And this year, more than ever, we think it's important to be part of the AP Coordinator community. Together, we'll continue to find the best ways to support AP programs at our schools. Thanks, everyone. We look forward to coordinating with you. Period two. Motivated. We are back. So, Carly, you just shared a high-level overview of your AP coordinator journey. Let's dig in to some of the details. Let's do it. So, first, how did you learn the basics, right? How did you learn the role? As quickly as possible. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of, of trial and error and... The first year I became an AP coordinator, I took the AP coordinator manual and literally read it as much as I possibly could and highlighted it and tagged it and made, you know, little sticky notes for places I needed to come back to. Um, But learning the role is a lot of doing the role I've learned. And how has, how has the, the learning continued during your journey, right? What are you What are you doing now to stay on top of things and and get better each year? Mm -hmm. Something that I've learned a lot from College Board is how much the AP program is continuously improving and growing and kind of, you know, moving and molding to be what we need it to be. So I'm doing everything I can to stay on top of that. So I go to every webinar. I go to every workshop. When the workshops were in person, I signed up for the same one every year, every March, you could find me there. Um, as well as the the AP community online, asking my questions and making sure that if I have a question, I'm I'm getting it answered and then making sure that the next time I have a question, I know I know where to go. And how has all the the learning and the improvements and the, the growth that you've had as an AP coordinator, how has that impacted your AP program? Actually, you know what? Hold hold on that thought. 
first, can you tell us a little more about your AP program itself? Sure, yeah. At Costa Mesa High School, I would say it's it's one of the smaller schools in Orange County. We have about 1,200 students in a, our population in total. Um, we have 21 AP classes. We have 300 students enrolled this year in AP classes. And as of right now, in AP registration and ordering, I have about 550 exams that I'm administering this year. And uh, AP-wise, numbers-wise, how does how does Costa Mesa, your current school, how does it compare to your previous two schools? So Costa Mesa and Estancia, our cross-town rival school that I worked at, um, we're about the same size. So our AP program was exactly the same size, give or take. Um, but Brea, Brea Linda High School was twice the size of the wow. school that Costa Mesa is. So I had to learn quickly how to test in multiple rooms all day, which at Costa Mesa High School is not the case. We can normally do, you know, fewer rooms for fewer tests. So coming back to Costa Mesa made my my program smaller um, just because of our total number, which was nice. So, yeah, it's, it's a nice place to be here at Costa Mesa. So you were at Brea, which was really big, but now you're mm-hmm. back at Costa Mesa, a small to medium-sized AP program. Mm-hmm. Small, but, but mighty. <laughs> right. I forgot. The mighty Mustangs. So, uh, Carly, now back to my original question. What impact have, have you had on your AP program? And I, I guess by that, I mean, what, what lessons have you learned that help you actually be a better AP coordinator now? You know, Derek, I think that having the opportunity to be an AP coordinator at multiple high schools has, has helped me realize how to streamline my, my program in a way that I like it the most. You know, the only person that's monitoring how I do my AP program is, is myself. So I have learned to do things the way that work for me and the way that I like them and can understand them and grasp them. And also I've been able to take things from one high school and, and move it to to the next high school. So for example, at Brea, we did um, what I lovingly call bubble day <laughs> with our <laughs> our pre-administration <laughs> sessions. Right, right. We all remember so, those. We all remember yes, those. Fortunately, yes. a thing of the past. Yes. So yes, exactly. So now at Costa Mesa, we brought bubble days, but we no longer need bubble days. Um, but something that I also brought from Brea was we do what we call balance sheets, where we have our students take a survey about what AP classes they're in, how much time they spend in their AP classes, what a student should expect out of that particular AP class. And then as our students are taking, signing up for course selection for the next year, they have the opportunity to compare those balance sheets to say, hey, could I take these three classes together, these four classes at the same time with my schedule and everything going on outside of school? So as a counselor, it's really important to me that my students are balancing their whole lives and AP and academics are a big part of that, but so is everything else going on outside of school. So the balance sheets have really helped me have really good conversations with students about how to really utilize their time and make AP work for them. Carly, that makes great sense. And of course, it's smart, right, to take 
the uh, the lessons you learned and the best practices you had at one school, take them to the next school, keep carrying them forward to now your third school. Now, related to that, what's one thing that you, I don't know, you, you had to learn the hard way? You know, something like, you know, one of those things where you say, I wish I knew then what I know now. Yes, and and there are quite a few of those. And like <laughs> I said, as you go through, you learn as you go. But I think the biggest one for me, Derek, is if I knew when I started how much support there was in the AP community, I don't think I would have been as stressed out that first year at Estancia. Um, I've really learned to utilize the resources of the AP community and college board and to reach out when I have questions. I think what I wish I knew then, what I knew now is I am not alone as an AP coordinator. And even though I might be the only AP coordinator at my high school, there are other high schools in my districts that have AP coordinators that I can talk to as well as all of the resources we've mentioned before. But I think that's the biggest one for me is that I'm not operating in total isolation. There's always someone that I can reach out to or talk to and get some support when it feels like I might be on an island by myself counting answer sheets. Um, you're not alone. There's there's people out there that are willing and able to help you if you need it. All right, everyone. Well, stay tuned. We'll be right back. There's more to this journey, including some questions for Carly about the current school year. Hello, fellow AP coordinators. Tracy Devers here, Director of Teaching and Learning from the Edgerton School District in Wisconsin. I'm also an AP coordinator and wanted to share a quick idea with you. Every fall, typically around the beginning of November, I run reports to determine our AP scholars. The AP Scholar Award recognizes high school students who have demonstrated exemplary college-level achievements on their AP exams. We invite our AP scholars and their families to our school board meeting in December. We purposely pick December, hoping that most students will be home on winter break and can join us at this meeting. We create certificates for each student and then present those certificates in front of the school board and their families. Each student is asked to share a brief summary of how their first semester of college went. This is a great meeting and one of our favorites of the year. We find this a great way to recognize our AP students' work in front of a larger audience, and our board members love it. This is a great way to promote your AP program. Now, this particular year, this could be a bit tricky, but it is something you could consider doing virtually or start thinking about a plan you could put in place for the next school year. Having done this for several years now, I can say it's just a little bit of effort that pays off big rewards. I hope you like the idea. Good luck, everyone, and stay safe. Period three, coordinated. So during the break, Carly, I was actually thinking that it may be slightly incorrect to call you a superstar AP coordinator. Since this is your third school now, I think perhaps we can call you a three-time All-Star instead. What do you think about that? I think that's very nice of you, and I will take it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We are in a good place now, so the third time really is the charm. 
Yes. So speaking of your current school, what is what is going on? How are things going with your AP program now that we are in uh, the second semester? Yes. So as of right now, as of this recording, we are still all virtual. We did start a couple semester only AP courses once we started this new semester um, at the beginning of January. And at our school, we do one semester of AP government and one semester of AP economics. And so whoever was in government first semester switches at the semester and same thing with econ. So those are our only two semester courses. So I waited for my own sanity to give the join <laughs> codes um, until they came back from winter break. So once they started their classes, I gave the, the teachers the second semester join codes. And I did that this year because of the whole virtual aspect. We also had the option of, or the students had the option of choosing an all virtual school in our district which is not our school. So they would check out of our school and enroll in a completely different virtual school. So I waited this year to give join codes because students were sure. sw yeah, that makes switching sense. between schools. So typically I would probably give them at the beginning of the school year, but this year, you know, I just kind of rolled with it. We're, we're being as flexible as we can be. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of rolling with it <laughs> this school year. And uh, so speaking of that, how are your AP students and your AP teachers doing? You know what? All things considered, they're doing great. They're, they're really doing a wonderful job being AP students in this time. And I think being virtual has taught them a lot of different techniques that maybe they wouldn't have known before. So there's a little you know, growth mindset with that. But they are doing great with the AP daily videos. AP teachers are using the College Board Lockdown browser to give assessments, and they're really enjoying that option. Our, our students are on one-to-one -one Chromebooks, so everyone has the ability to use that Lockdown browser, which has been a really cool way for them to assess their knowledge while being at home. I'm very glad to hear that. I'm sure many of my colleagues at the College Board are glad to hear that as well. And... Time uh, is moving pretty quickly, as, as we said. This is second semester now, and before, before we know it, AP teachers are going to uh, start uh, their final course review with their students. And regarding uh, those AP exams that will be coming up in May, at the time of this recording, Carly, coordinators, uh, coordinators are patiently waiting for more information. Is that, uh, is that true for you as well? Can I correct that a little bit, Derek? <laughs> sure. How about patiently waiting, but anxious? Uh, yeah, that, that probably, that probably more correctly reflects how many AP coordinators feel. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not just saying this because you work for College Board, Derek, but I wanted to share this story with you that that last year in March, I don't know if you can take yourself back to last March, um, but March 7th of last year, I was at an in-person College Board AP coordinator training here in California. And as you can remember, that was a really confusing time. We weren't sure what was happening in the world, let alone with AP testing. 
And I just remember the AP coordinators that were there at that training just all talking about, you know, what are we going to do if this, if our schools shut down, what are we going to do? And I just remember us all saying, you know what, like College Board will handle it. They will figure it out. You know, College Board is here to ensure that our students are getting an opportunity to work on these classes. So they will tell us what to do. They are working for the students' best interests, and they did, and our students were able to test last year. And I know that no matter what happens, I I believe that that will happen again this year. I have faith. And so no matter what happens, testing will happen, AP will go on, and we will still be able to provide this opportunity for our students in whatever way it comes. Oh my gosh, that that positive perspective is... uh... It's really just one of the reasons you, Carly, are uh, an invaluable resource to your school and AP program. And on behalf of the College Board, we thank you so much for all you do. And of course, we thank you for that great perspective as well. And thank you for being with us today and and sharing your journey with everyone. It definitely (laughs) sounds like uh, through all this, you found your way back home and it sounds like it has a happy ending. You know, I'm I'm so fortunate to have been on this journey and I do feel like I've I've made it home and there is no place like home. Well, Carly, being an AP coordinator at three different schools. Let me say that one more time. Being an AP coordinator at three different schools means you have lots of perspective on this. So uh, our final question that we, we ask each AP coordinator on our show, Carly Tsuge, what does being an AP coordinator mean to you? You know, Derek, this is a big question because it is a big <laughs> job and it was at all three of the schools that I've done it. Um, and I think being at all three of those schools have taught me that each role of being an AP coordinator comes with so much responsibility for, you know, providing an opportunity for, for our students to work towards their, their educational goals. And for a position that is so often a, a voluntold position, I think that it really can turn into a, a volun gift as, as I like to say, um, because it does gift you with the opportunity to, to meet students that you might not get to meet um, in any other circumstance or to be that person that's encouraging that student to take an AP test that they never thought that they could and being the one to, you know, support them in that way. It's, it's a different opportunity and it's a different role that we get to step into. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the opportunities through AP and through College Board, and I'm hopeful that my students get as much out of it as I do. Of course, we're a little biased when it comes to AP coordinators, especially those whose positivity and impact match that of our special guest today, Carly Tsuge. And speaking of impact, in her time as AP coordinator at Costa Mesa High School, the percentage of students earning a score of three or higher on AP exams has risen. Exploded may actually be a better word. 
since 2017, it's gone from 45% to an amazing 71%. Clearly a sign that the AP program is moving in the right direction with Carly leading the way. One AP coordinator at three different schools combined with great AP teachers and school administration making a difference for all students creating a model AP program a lifelong journey that shows us what it means to be coordinated coming up next time on coordinated as AP coordinators begin their preparations for testing in May 2021 our show our show will pivot slightly into a training mode yes We'll still have some of the great coordinator stories and conversations that many enjoy. We'll also feature some supplemental training information and best practices to help everyone succeed. Spring 2021 will present many new opportunities in education for all of us. And we'll do our part to help support all AP programs here on Coordinated. Thank you for listening to our show. Coordinated is written, recorded, designed, and produced by Derek Kometa. Our executive producer is Bill Lankenau. Additional vocal support by AP coordinators Leslie Ladd and myself, Carly Suge. Artwork is by Amy O. She is enjoying AP drawing and three other AP courses at Savannah Arts Academy. Our theme music is Good As Gold by Jackie Ray former AP Music Theory student at Oakton High School. For more information on AP coordinators, visit collegeboard.org slash AP coordinator training. That's one word, collegeboard.org slash AP coordinator training. And my personal thanks go to Jim Cluley, Terry Redekin, and all my colleagues at the College Board for allowing me to connect with my favorite people in all of education. And AP coordinators, no matter where you are on your particular journey, you are always good as gold. Oh